Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and we meet a couple more special guests as we learn about their nonprofit organizations and who are involved with this year's Give Big campaign, a time where the community comes together and supports the work that is a part of who we all are. As we meet these guests, we get to think of who we are and what we value and where we see the way we need to support a thriving community and region. First, we'll meet Lorraine Wiley, one of the founders of Salish School of Spokane. Salish is the first language of Spokane, and it was nearly lost completely, but Lorraine and several others had a vision, and now the children are learning Salish, as are the adults in the community. Lorraine Wiley, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thank you, Kate. It's a privilege to be here. And I am very happy and excited to have you with us because I have not heard of the Sailor School of Spokane ever before this opportunity. And so I want to learn more because it feels like when I think about Salish School that we're going to be, you not we, but you provide important education uh, about the Indigenous peoples, or at least one of the Indigenous peoples of our area. Is that right? Yes, that's right. We're a, a nonprofit organization and we provide native language immersion for babies and preschoolers and we have a private school as well um, that goes up to 10th grade this year and it's all in the Colville Okanagan language of Salish and we're an immersion school and so we're working really hard to revitalize our language. Our language is highly endangered. Just a handful of fluent elders who speak our language and so we're working really hard to bring that back to uh, children and families. Highly important. The immersion part of it, uh, being aware of other immersion language programs, I know is really the, the ideal way to do this. So it's great that you still have people who can speak the language. And are they typically um, the elders? Are they older people? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um the elders who we've worked with are in their um, 70s and 80s, um, and there are no folks my age, um, you know, in their 50s who who, who speak the language uh, because it's been lost, and so we're really working hard to bring it back. And so how long has this been going on, Lorraine? Well, our organization um, has, has been going on. We were created uh, 11 years ago. And the school has been going 10 years now and uh, just growing year by year. And um, it's just really exciting. So 10 years ago, did it start with the preschool or did it start with various ages so that some of these students uh, perhaps have had 10 years? And, and where are they right now? Yeah, it started with, with the preschool. And, and we have several students who've just continued over the years. And so they've had, uh, you know, 10 years of school with us. And um, they just are so engaged with education and doing so well academically, as well as being grounded in their language and culture. It really gives them a lot of resiliency. Yeah, and, and so they're working on going to college, um, and we do have a couple of graduates who have gone on to Eastern Washington University. And so we're excited about that. 
and no success. And do you see that potentially some will return to the school to continue the teaching? Yes, that's exactly our hope, that they'll go out, get their degrees, and come back and help us to continue with with the language teaching and connecting with families. And are the students of Salish uh, connection, ancestry, is that perhaps a qualification to be at the school? You know, because we're located in an urban area, and um, we do teach the call the Okanagan language, but um, it's not a requirement that you be Salish. So we have lots of folks from other uh, areas, you know, from the Southwest or from uh, Lakota areas. And, and so we just have lots of different folks, and we're open to anybody who wants to learn because our, our language is so endangered, we just want to have everyone help us bring it back. Yes. And you're feeling the success of it. It's 10 years, so that sounds like a quite a good foundation. Yeah, it is. It is. And I feel like uh, we really have made gains in creating new fluent speakers of our language, which is um, just it's amazing. And uh, that's and kind of what we're trying to do now is just really make sure we make those connections with parents and children so that the language can be spoken again in our homes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, the writing part of it, are there books or have books been created in this very short period of time? Yeah, we have created um, kind of like a modern language textbook series for, for our, our adults, and that's how we train our adult um, teachers and parents. And we have a lot of audio recordings of the elders that go along with these texts so that they're really listening to the elder and um, becoming fluent by listening um, and then practicing with with each other, with students um, at home with their families. And any kind of books that we have at our schools had to create. Uh, traditionally, our language was an oral language, and so we didn't have, you know, books and things like that. So we've had to create... Um, reading books and science books and math books with the help of our elders. Oh, of course. And it it does make sense, of course. All of our origins really go back to to the spoken word, to the tradition of story being told orally. So that makes great sense. And to have it then on recordings, because hearing it is certainly going to help train that ear. Do you speak uh, the language, Lorraine? Yes, I do. Would you like to hear some? I would, yes, please. Okay. So how we say hello, we say white, white, that's hello and goodbye. Um, and then we say thank you, we say lean-lumped, lean-lumped. Lean-lumped. Yeah, lean-lumped. Lean-lumped. There. <laughs> that that's thank you. And did you grow up knowing the language, or have you only been learning in recent years? Um, I didn't grow up learning the language. I grew up off the reservation, and so one of the reasons I really wanted to focus on an urban area is because I felt like I didn't have those things growing up—the culture, the language, the community piece—and so um, I started learning when I turned four years old, and have just continued learning, and I know this is going to be a lifelong journey for me. Um, 
So, yeah, I started learning all of this as an adult. And were you part of the founding members of creating the school? Yes, it was myself my um, and four other Native women. And we wanted to create a space where we could practice our language and learning with our children and our grandchildren. And so we created a little uh, language nest. And uh, we did a six-month pilot project, and it went really well. And so then we decided to incorporate as a nonprofit and kind of open the doors to more folks who wanted language for their family. That just feels so beautiful. And for you to be part of the founding mothers, women, Uh I, I find that very interesting. The women were the ones to organize this, that you have to feel just so... What? Your heart must be just bursting. Oh, yeah. Oh, every day I'm so grateful that I get to speak my language, with my grandchildren go to the school, and I get to hear these beautiful, amazing children speaking on the playground, and as I, you know, walk to my office in the morning, and it just makes all the hard work worth it, because I really believe that this effort is going to help to continue our language into the future for these next generations because you can really see it growing. Do, do you see more of the enrollment increasing each year? Yes, yeah. And more interest in language revitalization, too. Mm. I think just as people um, become more educated about, like, what dire straits, especially in the Pacific Northwest, our native languages are in, all of our languages are highly endangered in the state of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, And um, that's something that I think more and more people are becoming aware of. We're kind of like fifth in the world for how many diverse native languages we have in the Pacific Northwest. And that that is something that we should work to preserve and save. Yes, without a doubt, the the heritage, these roots are so incredibly important in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. So we're here this morning with you, Lorraine, to let the population know about this because you're also part of this huge campaign, Give Big, which is all about fundraising and, and supporting these important organizations in our community. So where do you get the funding other than from these kinds of donations? Well, we have we, we ask individual donors um, and we do a, an annual campaign for that. Um, but as you know, we're a small we're a small grassroots organization, and we've grown from each year. And um, so we, we're always looking for different ways to connect with people. And Give Big is one of those amazing ways that we can actually reach out to more people and have them connect with um, our mission of revitalizing our Salish language. And without a doubt, I feel Give Big is great because here is this big big organization that brings together different organizations that we might not have heard of. So this really is a great way to have this kind of introduction. The big thing now is for us to to hear this story, and I'm incredibly touched by the fact that you have created this Salish School of Spokane just in the last decade, that it's growing so well that I hope that we all hear this story and, and want to support. 
Is there um, something really striking about this, uh, other than all that you've already said, that you would want to share to really, you know, welcome us in and say, come on, be a part of this? Oh, well, I just think it's, um, you know, uh, Salish is a part of this land. There's coastal Salish, interior Salish, and all of the Salish people, they, they lived on this land in the Pacific Northwest. And I think that it's everybody's, not responsibility, but it's everyone can acknowledge that um, the indigenous people are here, that um, that their language is, is, is alive, and their people are vibrant, and that you can be a part of revitalizing and helping their languages to recover. Yes, <laughs> that that is so so wonderful. And you know, when we think of it being here on the the west side of the mountains, right at the ocean's edge, but right here, we even have the Salish Sea, which, I, you know, that was my first thought when I saw Salish School. I was thinking Salish Sea, but we see how much a part of this state, certainly, Salish mm-hmm. is, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is really great, and it must just do your heart wonders to see, well, you were saying your grandchildren, but the the children, other children in the community learning and growing and going off to college to, to come back to continue this work. Uh, where What is the population now in the school? Uh, well, right now we're serving 54 students, and then we also have an adult um cohort where we teach the the family's language, the parents' language, and we have 40 different families that are are learning language as well. So we provide um, evening courses. Um, We have a course at Gonzaga University um, Tuesday and Thursday evenings, and we have on our site, on our campus, we have um, Wednesday and Thursday evening and Saturday morning classes for parents and community members. And we provide free dinner, free childcare, because we recognize that if you're if you're going to delve in and try to revitalize this language, you need support too, right? And you, you can't get off work and have children and and try to go to a class and learn this highly endangered language without support. And so that's part of our programming as well. A lot of family support. It sounds like the most common sense way of approaching it, uh, which really to me is like a recipe for success. So to have people find out more about you and to support the Sailor School, how do we find you, Lorraine? Yeah, well, we have a website, org, and you can donate there. But of course, we'd love it if you could just be a part of the Give Big campaign and be a champion for our community and give big on May 3rd and 4th. Absolutely. Well, I can't wish you any more success than saying, you know, go strong and everyone support the valiant efforts of what is going on with the Sailor School. I so appreciate that you have shared this story with us, Lorraine. I admire your spunk and uh, determination to make this happen. So thank you for sharing all this with us this morning. Well, thank you, Kate. It's been a pleasure to be able to share what we do and and, uh, reach out to folks who haven't heard of us before.